0: listening to enjoy an album the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time Album enjoyers, welcome to the Enjoying Album podcast with uh, Christopher McCarthy Boyd and Liam Withnail, two legends of the game. Straight up inside your ears, talking about music and having a fun time whilst doing it. E A A, it's in the game. Um, yeah, it's a good ep. Um, no, it's not. It's a fucking mess. But we had fun.
1: Bit of a messy week. We're both having uh, health problems, and <laughs> we're both. <laughs>
0: Mentally ill. (laughs) Mentally Uh, ill. Both recovering from the Edinburgh (laughs) Festival. Um, I've been away. Chris has been locked in his cupboard eating fish heads for the last week.
1: Um, No change there.
0: So, yeah. And also, we've covered Al Green before. So, we're still trying to figure out how best to recover someone. Mm -hmm. And this is what we've ended up with. It's more on the sort of two guys just chatting, having a good time side of things than the serious musical journalism that we usually provide.
1: I've got a couple of hot takes. Mm? The racist language of uh
0: oh, you mean during in yet, but not for now. Yeah, yeah. There's. uh I thought you just had a couple random hot takes.
1: Here's a hot take. Mm. They should. I'm just looking at stuff in my room, trying to hot take <laughs> about it. They should include more than one shiny sticker and a pack of panini stickers because it's not fair. Did you buy panini stickers recently? No. I think Roscoe bought me a pack of Overwatch stickers about <laughs> five years ago, and one of them, I have a Sombra, shiny Sombra on my desk.
0: Wow. That looks like anyway. you, whilst you fuck.
1: Not really. Unless. I mean, nah, okay. not really. Do you
0: have a, a little blindfold sticker that you peel and put <laughs> over Sombra's eyes whenever you get jiggy with it?
1: Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. You get sad with it. Yeah.
0: Um. Thanks, Will mckee
1: Well, Mickey, number one podcast editor
0: in the game. Uh, for putting up with us mm-hmm. and quite the quick turnaround this week as well because we're I was away, so um we record we recorded this a little closer to release than we usually do. Um. So thanks, big thanks for putting in the hours, helping us Adidas. out.
1: All day I dream about Scott Pilgrim, aka editing. That's what I did that stands for.
0: <laughs> um, thank you, the ever-growing enjoying em Am- enjoying me. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't speak. Enjoy an album fan base. Thank you for your continued support. Hey, we've not said this in a while. If you like the uh, podcast, tell a friend. Share it on your social media platforms.
1: Go whatever you be on Twitter. Go on Instagram. Go on TikTok. You know, whenever something happens
0: in government and obviously a bunch of MPs have been told at once, say something like, and then they all sort of tweet different variations of the same things. Uh um, And it's very obvious. Do that. Say something like, gosh, nothing cheers me up after a long day more than listening to these two music journalists coherently... Um, discuss and unpack some of the greatest albums of all time maybe don't and-
1: share this episode though because I don't think this would be the, the best example of some the first one someone should listen to and it's a hoot at the same time go back and immerse yourself in the enjoying album lore to paraphrase plain boy boat club
0: yeah um, t- my t-
1: shivering cream puffs or whatever he calls people
0: tell a friend there was a great thing when i first signed up to bulb energy um there was a thing whereby if you recommended to a friend and then they joined bulb then you would get um 50 pounds credit and yeah because i have a large social media following i managed to take advantage of this and uh get up to 500 pounds in credit so i didn't have to pay energy bills for about two years um which wow. was pretty fucking cool by Are the they way in
1: that deal this winter
0: no, Bulb Energy has <laughs> collapsed. Um, I, no, I think it's become nationalised. I'm not sure. It's been taken over. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so I would like to launch a similar deal for the Enjoying Album Heads. If you recommend a friend, then I will give you £50. Pounds. Wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah. I'm not part of that. I would like to say Liam kind of fell out of me for a while because... He had this idea where he was getting all this free energy and stuff, and he did recommend Bob to me. And then I signed up to Bob, but I didn't use the code or anything because I was like, "Just get it done. I don't care." And then I told you, and you were like raging. You were like, "We could have both got fifty quid for free." Yeah, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up." Man.
0: Well, well, we can do it again if you if you recommend um, that podcast to somebody, Chris, then I'll give you fifty pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Which you, I mean, you 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 have just done that, so I owe you fifty. In fuck. fact, you do it every week. And yeah. In the
1: pod Multiple times
0: So I owe you um, I don't know 75 times
1: 50 Whatever that is Sick Sick shit yeah. This week it's El green baby Call yeah. me
0: Yeah Why don't you call me Need a
1: holiday Come call me As uh, Desi Rascal Once almost said
0: uh, It's a good app. It's a lot of fun I I know it's a bit more Loose than usual But I honestly think It's a bloody Daft laugh I had uh, a Good giggle Throughout So uh, So Yeah um, have a good week, enjoy the app, and we'll catch you next time, bruh. Peace and love
1: the Jubilee. Bye.
0: The day before recording this podcast, we learned of the sad death of. Our Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. At an Album, we discussed the best way to continue after mourning such a tragic death. And we decided there was no better way to mark her great legacy than to spend an hour discussing Call Me by Al Green. Here is Rolling Stone's introduction.
1: (laughs) Just before you do that, I want to say... absolutely rocked by the events of this week mm. i still can't believe shinzo Abe <laughs> was assassinated but do you realize how successful the assassination was because the reason he was assassinated was because this guy made a homemade shotgun which I, no one's talking about how wild that is the guy made a homemade well, maybe, maybe shotgun.
0: people were maybe a month ago but yeah
1: no but do you not realize what's happened in japan since go on so the reason that you shot him was because this guy was in a mad cult and the cult had infiltrated the government so he was doing this to make a point about hey we need a separation of church and state when it comes to this sun worshiping cult you know they're ruining japanese society now japan has basically agreed with him public support is behind the assassin and they're making laws that means that if you're in this cult you cannot be in the government it's honestly one of the most successful political assassinations of all time imagine if when that guy shot lincoln everybody went do you know what get the slaves back man let's get them back
0: i don't want to imagine that and i think it says a lot about you that you're enjoying that imagination i'm not
1: enjoying imagining that i'd be terrible if that happened this is like the opposite of that this is like a class version of that right um but yeah let's talk about al green Instead he was shinzo Abe.
0: Here is Rolling Stone Magazine's introduction to Call Me by Al Green. Green was absolutely fearless at this point, an innovator willing to try any crazy idea, country ballads, jazz chords, even a gospel tune. Producer Willie Mitchell and his studio band of virtuoso Memphis R&B pros create the sultriest groove south of the Mason-Dixon line. Green testifies to the glories of love in Call Me and Have You Been Making Out Okay?, when he reaches up for that falsetto growl at the end of your love is like a morning sun. It's like he's bringing down the sugar walls of Jericho. How high was the author of that blurb? <laughs> this is one of the most nonsensical ones yet. <laughs> An innovator willing to try any crazy idea. Country ballads, jazz chords or even a gospel tune.
1: What? The way this guy who grew up in a gospel church. is singing wants gospel? wants to do a wee bit of gospel in his music. Huh? Gospel and soul? What? Are you taking out my tiny cock and r- just rattling it around? Are you bringing down the sugar walls of Jericho right now? What do you think that means? Um,
0: I think it's a reference to pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> Given that Chris Jericho only started using that particular move under the name of Walls of Jericho when he... Joined the WWF in 1999, having used the same elevated Boston Crab as the Lion Tamer um, when he was a wee bit younger, um, but that was only from about 1992 onwards, so I really don't think it's a reference to the Wolves of Jericho by Chris Jericho. Okay. However, he named it after an album by the power metal band Halloween called uh, the German power metal band Halloween. They had an album called Walls of Jericho. He named himself and the move after that. Um, but it's a religious thing, isn't it? The Walls of Jericho is some kind of like uh, big wall in biblical times.
0: Yeah, I'm unsure as to what the uh, the sugar aspect is.
1: Uh, well, here's what I'm kind of calling this guy. And this is happens quite a lot when people write about Al Green. Is sugar, and I don't want it to be too blue here. I don't want it to be too vulgar. Yeah, you do. Is, no i don't well, i'm not that out. type of guy okay is this sh- some i think i think in some far-flung recess in my mind is I'd... sugar walls like uh the walls of a vagina like inside it what
0: um...
1: google it i'm gonna google it right now please do okay let's see I, I, and it's fucked up the way people talk about them. i was reading an a, a review of this record and it was saying oh the last track and this was in pitchfork or something this is like a pitchfork sunday sessions remaster review or something and it was like oh the last song makes the elastic band and your pair of panties dissolve and it's like can you stop using the word panties because it's horrific what do sugar wolves mean you found out the vagina wow there you go don't act as if your old dad's has never seen a fanny before all right i have seen them i've read about them more more read about them than see them, to be with you. But
0: Sugar Walls. Yeah, I mean not. So I...
1: Sugar Walls is jericho That's actually quite clever, but it, it combine it it really talks about the paradigm within Al Green's music, which is that he is very much kneeling at the altar of Jesus and the Bible, but he's also kneeling at the altar of Puss um Puss. Yeah. So it's actually quite clever.
0: But so what he's saying is there that when uh, it, it, the quote is when he reaches up for that falsetto growl at the end of your love is like a morning song, It's like he's bringing down the sugar walls of Jericho. So what he's saying is when he growls like that, it makes fannies collapse.
1: No, he's saying it makes God's fanny come.
0: I mean, first off, all fannies belong to God. IMO. It's patriarchal. I'm a feminist. Ocean. Yeah, um, sounds like it. And uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're. I think we're singing from the same hymn book here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Pretty good blurb. Pretty good blurb. <laughs>
0: what did you know about Al Green before you listened to this record?
1: Well, funny you say that because we've already done an episode Al, on Al Green. Al
0: is the first of our repeaters. So it's a tricky one, really, because we've got a few repeaters, uh, but they're normally people like The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Marvin Gaye, of which there is... A lot of biographies, um, mm-hmm. talking points, information, interesting Classic stuff. albums,
1: documentaries, you know, all um, this type of stuff. Uh, but, and then, I mean, even, or even someone like, to use the example of next week, we're doing Lucinda Williams. Uh, her third album, self titled Lucinda Williams, that came out in 1988. Whereas she has another album in the top 100, I believe it's number 87, and it's called The. Uh, car tires on a gravel road or something like that and it's like oh that was 1988 and this is 1998 so it's like you can talk about these two distinct periods in a life Mm. but last time it was al green's greatest hits which came out in 1975 and had some of the songs on this album on it because this came out two years before that so there's not really a and all the same musicians are on this that were on that the same producers wellie mitchell al Jackson jr yeah,
0: so yes. it's uh, so it means for the first time ever, really. There's there's gonna be no um, secret posho because i have already done it.
1: Secret posho, show, six secret posho show. You do it faster, it feels like. Nah, you got no money. You got dash bro secret quizzo. What? That's right. It's secret quizzo. Uh-huh. Huh? huh? What? So I'm gonna test you. You've just came back your holidays. Yeah. You're tired. Mm. You're G- you're G- legged.
0: I'm man. Lisbon has the same um, time zone as the UK, and you are that has really man. fucked me up. You know? Yeah, I'm, I've See, come back and I'm like, "Whoa, it's the same time as where I was, but I've travelled <laughs> Oh God, I'm tired now. Thinking about this.
1: Here, did you know? I don't know if you know this, right? Because a lot of people I know don't know this. Do you know why it tires you to be on an airplane and to be on a train?
0: Um, is something do with the recycled air or something? You can't know? No. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. No. <laughs> Why? I just had a guess. Is this the quiz? <laughs> this is not the
1: quiz. This is just one of my passions. Um, So when you're in a plane or a train, the, the carriage or the fuselage is constantly shaking about like that are you gonna tell don't... me this
0: reminds you of being in a womb or something no it's
1: not nice <laughs> to do being in a womb babies aren't tired well some of them are when they've been doing stuff but um <laughs> Most of them
0: babies are, are so not... tired when they do stuff man you ever see a baby that's done stuff and yawning all over the shop
1: <sighs> oh i've spent so long putting a cube in a square shaped hole shut the fuck up no one's impressed by that go, man. To, sleep. Re- go to sleep i ra- know i know ravens and crows that could do that man right <laughs> anyway <laughs> so the reason you're so tired when you're in a, a train carriage or a jet fuselage is um it's constantly shaking and your body as a human you're a little monkey do you know what i mean you're not used to being in something that's shaking, so you're the all the muscles in your body are constantly readjusting. Subconsciously, you're readjusting because you think you're falling out a tree or something. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, like, when you if you're like nine hours... I mean, I've you've done that journey, haven't you? Like nine hours on a train to Cardiff for, like, you know, way down south, Cornwall. Yeah, I've and done shit. Long,
0: done long train journeys before. You know, you you ache. I after don't hours. I don't get as tired for train journeys for flights. So I always I always fall asleep on takeoff which makes that's
1: sense That's so cool that's so cool what do you mean that makes sense the what scariest part
0: that's really shaking you about so you're you're full sleep
1: you're no full i'm sleep. not saying you're no i'm it's like it aches your muscles it's not it's not like you're rocked to sleep well, in that, that a, is what rock happens, a by baby carriage
0: that is i'm in a big tree and i'm in a little <sighs> like blanket i'm tied okay. around a branch so you've got I've been dropped it, out like, of a stork's mouth into a tree. <laughs> That's how it feels when I'm taking a, a flight. And then I fall asleep. Literally, you know what I often do? I always take my noise-canceling headphones and I often listen to the song Sleep by Godspeed You Black Emperor. Um and you know, Sleep by the Smiths is one of my least favourite Smith songs? Great interjection. Yeah. And uh, I, it's a 20-minute song. Uh-huh. And uh, I always fall asleep. As the, before the plane is taken off basically As it starts to move I just pass out And then when I wake up ten minutes later we're in the sky
1: That's so badass When are we going to do an episode on Godspeed you Black Emperor
0: I would love to I'm going to see them next week They're playing Where? in Glasgow They're playing at Barrowlands in Glasgow
1: Is there tickets left? No, no way I don't they know, maybe.
0: maybe What day? On a, on a... <laughs> we're having an Enjoy an Album Listener event party if you can get tickets to Godspeed, you Black Emperor, me and Chris will be there. We'll all hang out beforehand. We'll do Godspeed karaoke.
1: Is it on Thursday?
0: They <laughs> well, don't let us sleep on the <laughs> beach anymore.
1: They don't let us sleep on the beach. Back, back in the day, people oh, let us sleep on the beach. Coney Island. People used to throw hot dogs at me when I was sleeping on the beach. Mustard on my hair. <laughs> Not anymore. So they I don't.
0: Eat. They don't put mustard <laughs> in your hair anymore. And then 20 minutes of hard rock. Uh, I went to see a uh, post-rock band in Lisbon. I, went I, thought to see... this... I
1: thought we were going to talk about this in the intro.
0: Well, we're talking about it now because we're talking about Godspeed. So it makes sense? Oh, yeah. That's fine. No
1: intro this week. Cause we're Listen, we've got
0: so green. much time to kill because we've already done a fucking episode on Al Green. So I'm going to tell you about <laughs> when I went to see Mono in Lisboa.
1: I'm trying to get in my quiz here. I don't care about your quiz. Right, okay. Talk about Mono. Um, so you said we, we were talking once, uh, I think in the Black Flag episode. Or maybe just me and you talking in the preamble of the Black Flag episode before we smash that MF and record button. Um, and I was saying, what, what is the heaviest band that you like? Because you don't like Metallica, and you don't really like Black Sabbath. I, I, I don't
0: dislike these bands. So I just no, uh, you just don't know them. You haven't yeah, experienced yeah, them. You haven't yeah, tried
1: okay. them out. Yeah, I didn't say you dislike them. I said you didn't like them, and there's a difference. This is how I talk about Beetroot. It's not that I dislike Beetroot. It's that I don't yet like it. There's a difference. When are people going to fucking understand this?
0: Because you're using the English language in a way that no one else does. You should say um, you're not into. That makes much more sense. You're not into Black Sabbath. I'm not into Black Sabbath.
1: Do you like Black Sabbath? No, I've never listened to them. So you don't like them? No, I don't like them. You don't dislike them? No, I don't dislike them. (laughs) I don't like them. When are people going to fucking get
0: this, man? Anyway, so I think Mono is probably one of the heaviest bands that that I do like.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like heavy. And have you listened to them? Post. I've listened to a wee tiny bit of them. Mm. Um, you like Boris as well, don't you? I
0: don't know who that is. Oh, shit.
1: I think every time you've said Mono, I've been thinking about Boris. It's another I, Japanese heavy I think, rock band.
0: I think about Boris every day. <laughs> Listen, when I left for Lisbon, this country yeah. was in safe hands with our mm. Boris yeah. and Queen Lizzie. And I've come back and it's. Truss and King Charles. Hey, uh, we do a joke. Uh, God Save the King. If I wanted to sing about two things I don't believe in, I would sing Love and Happiness by Al Green.
1: Well, just a a snapshot of your mental state. That mean. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow. It's like, anyway. a, it's like one of your jokes It's a sad style joke Anyway, right So I was in Lisboa I had to pull off Yeah. And Mono uh, I, I like to Whenever I go on holiday I like to look to see Who's playing Because it's a cool thing to do Go see a band In a different country mm-hmm. um, I, I've actually seen Mono before In a different country I went to see them in Adelaide They were Whoa. the last band I saw Pre-Panny D Oh yeah um, So this was a nice bookend Yeah, in a way um, First proper holiday i guess mm-hmm. and i saw mono were playing i was like you freaking kidding me right now same band huh mm. um so we went to see him at a venue called the rca club uh, rca
1: club is that the record company
0: it's the name of the venue rca is that a record company as well
1: it's a big uh big record company in america called rca
0: i doubt it's the same no
1: it probably means like uh does Lisbon have a name for their city that only they use the way that like Lisboa. You know how we call them Germany, but Germany calls themselves Deutschland. Yeah, they call like...
0: themselves it's Lisboa. L I S B O A. Right. We just added an N. Right. Lisbon. Lisboa. Anyway, so the RCA Club, cool, dingy three hundred cap venue. Three hundred capes, that's small, isn't it? Yeah, it was nice. It was uh really it was really cool actually. Uh, uh the venue was great and it was very close. Um for, for Portuguese Post rock audiences very respectful. Oh yeah. When they came out, Mono came out. There were people still talking or whatever, and then mm-hmm. just across the whole room, people start going
1: shh. I love that so much.
0: They shushed everybody. See, when
1: I go see a band, I'm not there to be part of your night out. Yeah. They were not on a night out. We're experiencing art together. I don't want a big ass. In front of me, on somebody's shoulders, coming down on me. You were there. You saw it happen.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah.
1: <laughs> a guy throwing a bottle of piss at me. I don't want. I mean, you know... slightly
0: different audiences to Mono and fucking I don't know Louis Capaldi, or whatever, isn't there? But okay, so everyone's shushed. Shh. That's great. Um, full of basically sexy Portuguese people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean when I saw the sort of the, the 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 sort of Mediterranean alt look. Do you know what
1: I mean? A wee bit of the hair shaved off. Goatees, as
0: far as I could see. Uh-huh. But there was one dude, okay? believe me? I hated this motherfucker so oh. much. Yeah, he <laughs> looks exactly like you. <laughs> Cristoban Macatha Broide.
1: Broide, uh, the famous uh, yeah. Portuguese surname.
0: <laughs> it's hard to influence. Uh... Oh, no, I can't speak.
1: <laughs> it's kind of jet-lagged, man. Um,
0: <laughs> there was one guy, and uh, he was... I checked, by the way. He was the tallest person in the room by a long way. Was he standing right in front of you? He was standing right in front of everybody. That's how fucking tall he was. (laughs) He's the tallest man I've ever seen, okay?
1: See if you're tall, get to the back of the room.
0: Uh, Yeah, but wait, it gets worse. (laughs) He's a big tall bastard. Filmed on his phone the whole time. Uh. uh, Listen, I don't mind people taking pictures or even a little video at gigs. I just think that's the way that uh, that, that people... That's culture. People enjoy... They're nights out in different ways, and one way people enjoy it is to take a little picture and capture a memory forever. And a little bit of filming, I accept as well. It's that's you know, it's nice to share stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like a boomer, like not a phone in sight, just enjoying the moment. This is a different way of enjoying the moment. Shut the fuck we up. We had
1: a nice moment where we went to see The Strokes. So we took a wee video as rocking out, you know. It was
0: beautiful. One of my happiest yeah. memories that I forgot about until you just said it. But luckily. <laughs> We've got the footage to go over. I never yeah. look back at any pictures I've taken, ever. But, you know, no. that's not the point. It's that's an act of trying to capture something beautiful that otherwise may be lost to the sands of time.
1: You think this guy was recording the whole concert and then putting it up on YouTube to 200 views, for sure?
0: Maybe, because he was filming it a lot. But it gets worse.
1: What? This
0: guy. tallest motherfucker in the room, okay? Mm-hmm. By a stretch. He looked like sex, he'd been six, stretched. sex. Head bit... Oh, yeah. Easy. Okay. Thin? He was wearing a big hat.
1: Oh! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, He man. was wearing a big hat! Shut... Get out of here! He was...
0: in A huge hat that made... Added an inch to his fucking already... Many you mean inches huge body. Hat?
1: What style of hat are we talking about?
0: um Like a
1: Stetson. A
0: Stetson? Yeah. A cowboy hat? It just... just it wasn't full cowboy, but... A you're... pork pay hat? Maybe a fedora yeah. a trophy it, it, it was some. it was in that
1: that language it, was a, that. it was, had a brim it had a brim it had
0: a brim for sure mm. he was wearing a leather jacket and he had a huge beard he looked like a boss from Bloodborne right <laughs> fellow Gascon he looked like
1: yeah <laughs> somebody get this kind of tiny music box pronto man. he looked yeah.
0: like he'd turn around to me oh come to see mono have you well you've missed them by quite some way (laughs) before fucking throwing fire at me (laughs) um so i had to go and stand on a bench on the side so that i could see because this guy was so fucking big the band are amazing they were amazing they're great Uh long long fucking instrumental rock and then it was just great good vibes people just Mm -hmm. like People standing there with their eyes closed just looking up to the ceiling as they let the music flow through them. The only true way to experience live music. You don't need to see anyway. That's what Do I was you know genuinely
1: thinking. they'll see that feeling of super loud music going mm. through your body? Mm-hmm. It sounds pure winky but that is genuinely nothing like it. You can't recreate that in your headphones. Even in a car with the volume up. I'm talking about being there. Oh yeah. And ne- you feel near the bass drum. I remember I went to see Gojira when I was a teenager, the French uh, progressive death metal band, and the the bass drumming, I I couldn't walk afterwards. It was like I'd been shagging for weeks. (laughs) How old? How old were you? I mean, I was a virgin when this happened, right? No way! Yeah, I was. Uh, But I genuinely felt like my knees were jelly because of the bass drum.
0: Yeah, it's great. So um enjoy an album party at Godspeed, followed by Godspeed karaoke. Um Sunday the Barrowlands. Check it out. Sunday? Sunday night? I think it's Sunday Sunday week. I mean so by the time it would be the Sunday after this gets released. So monkey, this will be released I'm on something. Tuesday.
1: I'm doing monkey battle. I can't do that.
0: Yeah, I've actually yeah. taken the night off to go and get my You kidding head. on? I'm okay. doing it and you're not doing it? Well yeah, I'm going to see post rock pioneers Godspeed You Black Emperor at the Glasgow Barrellands. That's sick. Good on you. Good on you. Second time I've been to see them. I'm sure i must maybe I told
1: the story before. Um, when I'm, in, I went, I'm in Dublin next Thursday. I might go try and see a band then.
0: When I went to see Godspeed before, mm-hmm. um, I was with my lady wife, who at the time yeah. was working for a um, sort of Norwegian outdoor company. <laughs> and uh, she was supposed to send um, a, series, a packet of knives off for delivery to another country um that's what they sell they sell they're still, they're still, they're still like, camping gear so they have like <laughs> proper outdoor like knives yeah. for like fucking i don't know sharpening, felt not a fucking deer's neck and yeah. stuff sharpening bones to make uh to make drumsticks you know that sort of thing i don't know what one of those tips <laughs> yeah. have you never played red
1: dead redemption 2
0: uh yeah sure have
1: the amount of shit you need to do anything that is unreal
0: anyway she um, forgot that she had these uh, <laughs> knives in her bag, and then tried to get them into the O2 ABC, and they were yeah. like, uh, "What's in the uh, What's in this package?" And she sort of realised she couldn't say. <coughs> she sort of realised she couldn't say, "I've got a bag full of knives." Yeah. So she said, uh, "I can't remember," and they went, "Well, we can't, we can't let you in with that in case it's a bomb." Mm-hmm. She was like, "It's not a bomb; it's a knife." Anyway, so we had to go and hide it under a bush so we could go watch Godspeed You Black Emperor and then collect it after. Luckily, it had not been stolen and then post it on the way home.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. I just love the
1: idea. It's actually the most, you know, professional knives you've ever seen in your life. Definitely the type of knives you would use to... You wouldn't take a kitchen knife to go kill someone because you would... I mean, it would... Who's sneaking in... Look, who's sneaking in knives to see a fucking
0: post-rock concert on a Thursday night in Glasgow? Who sneaked in a homemade shotgun to go see Shinzo
1: whatever? <laughs> <laughs> right, where's this quiz? Quiz! Okay, 20 minutes later. Uh, I'm going to give you a quiz, testing your memory of the last time we reviewed Al Green. In February, we reviewed... We didn't review. We enjoyed... We don't review things yet. We enjoyed yeah. Al Green's greatest hits. It's only been six months. Not a lot's happened in Al Green's life that's changed, so it's hard. I'm going to see how much my life's changed immeasurably. I don't have uh, a clothes horse or a piano behind me. I don't know if you can see that.
0: Yep. You've got got one more uh, Funko Pop.
1: I don't want to talk about that. Right. Al Green quiz. As you can see, the Funko Pop is not behind me. Uh, Okay. Question number one. In the original Al Green podcast released in February of this year, What do you refer to me as in the opening seconds? Is it Creepstifer MacArthur Boo (laughs) or Cryptofer MacArthur Boyd?
0: I think, I think, I think, hey, Creepstifer. (laughs) (laughs) I made that up. That's way funnier.
1: It was, I know, I'm a funny guy. It was in October. It wasn't in October. It was in February. So we weren't doing Halloween names. We were talking about Crypto for some reason. By the way, this was the episode where I forgot to hit record on my audacity, so the whole thing sounds like shit, is uh, what I realised. Okay, question number two. Which Scottish group went to number 19 on the UK singles chart in 1992 with their cover of Tired of Being Alone by Al Green? Was it A, Teenage Fan Club, B, The Yummy Fur, or C, Texas?
0: I think it's Texas. Correct. Yes! Can I get an opportunity to guess before you give me the multiple options? Because I was about to say Texas and then I would have felt even better.
1: That's not how. They don't let you do that on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, do they? You can't just go, Chris, can I actually stop you? I actually know the answer. Chris Tarrant would leap at you across the room like a cheetah with his arms outstretched, claws unfurled. Yes. allow me the dignity i've came up with these multiple choices shoving a massive
0: check down your throat for yeah. a million pounds
1: so do you want to phone a friend or do you want to die <laughs> chris i want to die uh okay al green had one of his songs covered by neoliberal murder machine barack obama which Scottish record did neoliberal Scab Keir Starmer list as being his favourite album?
0: Oh, God. Oh, go on, options.
1: A, Greatest Hits by Texas. <laughs> B, You Can't Hide Your Love Forever by Orange Juice. Or C, Hats by The Blue Nile.
0: Um, I think it's an Orange
1: Juice. Correct. He's a big orange juice head.
0: Why do I know so much about neoliberal scab, Keir Starmer's music taste? That's what I want to know.
1: He was crying last night because the Queen was dead.
0: We all were. Weren't you?
1: Yes. <clears throat> what foot was Al Green scalded by his oh. girlfriend with in 1974? He was in the bath Yeah. and his girlfriend came through and dumped boiling something on him. Was it A? Boiling porridge. B, boiling grits, or C, boiling ketsu curry sauce. <laughs> it's porridge. I remember it. it's porridge. Uh-uh. What? It's grits. You said it was porridge in that first episode, but I've looked into it and it's grits.
0: Well, hang on then. Well, what am I remembering then? I'm you're you're quizzing me on what I'm remembering, not what the actual <laughs> facts are.
1: No, I'm quizzing you on reality. No, but you're not. I have, I have listened to the first podcast.
0: Did you fact check the pod? Yes. Stop like doing a fucking podcast with the New York Times. This is bullshit.
1: <laughs> what did the New York Times say recently? that was pretty mad. It was about Liz Truss or something.
0: They said mad shit all the time. Yeah.
1: Terrible. Terrible newspaper. Uh, okay, this is the last question. It catches up on what happened. I've realised I've not really spoken about Al Green Watching in this. That was really the first <laughs> Al Green question. It was mostly about Keir Starmer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Charlene Spiteri. Okay Question number six What edition of Tattoo Woohoo Tattoo Boohoo Was in the original Al Green episode Was it the first Tattoo Woohoo Was it the second Tattoo Woohoo or was it The third Tattoo Woohoo Ooh, Tattoo Boo.
0: That's, that's a good question That's one for the real enjoying album
1: heads It's one for the serious heads out there
0: Ooh. I reckon it was the first
1: Not Sinead O'Connor was the first, this was uh, the second. Of
0: course! Why would you start why would you start with someone who doesn't have tattoos? <laughs> but it does feel like the kind of stupid thing you would do.
1: But but Oh, it has been seven months since the last time, so we're gonna do it again. I was to you guys reviewing tattoos. We're gonna Google them searching, and we'll choose if it's tattoo hoo or tattoo boohoo. We're judging the ink, yeah, that's what we do. Full sleeve or face, tattoo, big skull or wing. Bash, you pick the design. Is it bad or just fine? A dragon or a skull, pretentious so or you cannot hide, and we will decide if it's tattoo, Woohoo or tattoo, boo, hoo, yeah. Al Green still has no tattoos. Okay, he hasn't got his first tattoo as a seventy-year-old pastor.
0: When did you? When did you check that? Just last night. Well, I looked this morning. He has uh, R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth II tattooed on his left ass cheek.
1: That is so cool of him. That is
0: very respectful.
1: I like it a lot. Um, Have you learned anything about him since the last one? Have you heard anything about him? Um, I've learned
0: that he has an album called Call Me.
1: Yeah. Um, call me that's the one we're talking about 1973's call when me. i think
0: of call me i think of call me by blondie
1: call me oh, call me call me anything
0: you like Great song. i love blondie so much is that the
1: words call me anything you like or anytime you like or is it like both
0: um i, th- I, I don't
1: know because then i know there's a frightened rabbit song where he goes call me he does that exact kind of not joke but that kind of thing where he's like call me please call me anything you like just call me it's like oh yeah it's cool this is his girlfriend
0: Blondie also uh, uh, she talks about calling me on the the telephone as well why don't you call
1: me on the telephone this is what's so great about Hinge you know she would have to call him first
0: yeah (laughs) I think I don't think that's Hinge I know we're both way out of the dating game. Speaking of hinge and Um, being hinge. I think that's Bumble.
1: Oh, is it? What's Mm. hinge?
0: I I often ask this when I'm comparing what the differences are because. But you know
1: the differences, and you're being kind of facetious to allow them to do kind of pre planned jokes in your head, though, aren't you? Well, not always pre-planned, but it gives you an opportunity to improvise around their
0: answer. It's a choice path. I know what the... Uh, yeah, but I don't... I would bumble, I know, so <laughs> I, I don't say it. But Hinge, I genuinely don't know. I always ask, what's the USP? And generally, they just say it's not as
1: dirty as Tinder. I think it's, like, more middle class. It's a bit more...
0: Yeah, but no one wants to admit that. It's a bit more no. wholesome.
1: It's not dirty. And you think that they're talking about less cocks and fannies, but they're actually saying the people on its hands are less dirty because none of them are labourers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a middle class quank fest and God knows I'd be on it if I was on those things. Anyway. Always shag up to quote Mark Jennings. Anyway. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Speaking of hinge and unhinged and unhinged YouTube comment of the week, it's unhinged YouTube comment of the week Sure is. Now you have been in Lisbon, Mm. Uh, so you probably haven't been able to access YouTube there. They
0: don't have the internet in Portugal.
1: (laughs) I found a good, um, a good. uh, It was a kind of documentary about Al Green, and it was, uh, it was him. It's him kind of talking about how he became a religious person. Right. and it shows you footage of him being like a pastor. This is
0: something we covered for but anyone who maybe hasn't listened, you know, Al Green, he he was a sinner. He was a bit <laughs> of a he was a bit of a bad bitch. And uh then he had a few sort of rock bottom moments. It became a pastor turned to one of Claude.
1: my yeah, one of my quiz questions I just realized I forgot to write it down. It was going to be what did Al Green throw his secretary through? Was it a glass window? Was it a glass door? Was it a glass door on a Ferris wheel? Uh, but I thought <laughs> oh, that's kind of bang out to make fun of stuff like that, so I just left it out.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad you left it out. That'd be intensive.
1: <laughs>
0: it was a glass window, I think.
1: <laughs> it was a glass door. <laughs> but but um, I, well,
0: same. I mean, it was still a glass window, though.
1: No. Could you see through it? Yes. So, glass doors are glass windows. <laughs> Glass doors are glass doors, but there was okay. a window
0: in the glass door, right? Yes. So therefore,
1: so you hack the handle, the door handle and the lock. You think they're part of the window?
0: Did she get thrown through that? Did she get thrown through a handle? Did the brass handle obliterate through the weight of this woman being thrown through it? Did its atoms tear to tiny pieces when met? If you're gonna going to be, like that, if you're be like that.
1: Well, it's like oh well. Uh, yeah he threw it through a wooden door but at the end of the day atoms are all made of stardust like we're all made of stardust eventually so did he really throw it like shut the fuck up it was a glass door (laughs) right um i think we're all made of glass if you boil his right down how's it a half point if one of the options is glass window and glass door
0: (laughs) because it's you know it like it's still it's the same
1: Anyway, this isn't really an unhinged YouTube comment, but it was in a documentary and it was this guy called Chris Kroll, um, who (laughs) seven months ago said, Al Green and Ron Isley are the best singers who ever lived. Happiness just drips out of their mouth. And I thought, it sounds like fucking Benny Gordy, if you ask me. (laughs) Happiness dripping out of that guy's mouth, I'll tell you that much, that come eating freak. Well,
0: the thing is, is that the album. So this album is like we listen to the greatest hits, which obviously has a lot of like the sort of more radio-friendly singles on it. Um, it's a bit more poppy, I guess, as a as a piece. Whereas this is more tender, slow
1: album. You know, it's a little, but yeah, it's less hits and it's more. You could you could do some. I, I, I do find it kind of creepy when every kind of white music journalist who writes about him is like, oh, this is a panty dissolver or this is like breaking down the walls of a fanny or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You're like, sort of over-sexualisation of African-Americans. Oh, total over And the way people talk about his voice in music criticism, where it's like, oh, he had a natural gift. It's the same way, do you know that way, like, American sports people? Have you seen that Keane Peel sketch where he's talking about the way people talk about a black athlete? is the way people talk about a white athlete they'll be doing the exact same thing and they'll go oh he's such a naturally gifted athlete he's like the most naturally gifted and it's like you're saying his success has nothing to do with him and it's all about these i don't know his blackosity or whatever whereas they'll go oh he's such a calculated performer this mm-hmm. white guy he's so cerebral yeah. and it's like well they're doing it they're both running with a ball man you know what i mean
0: no, it's interesting. Akala wrote about this about the the need for people to feel like they have to expl- like explain justify black excellence, yeah. Um, and uh, and th- there's this like racist theory that comes up all the time when it comes to runners, especially marathon runners. Oh, um, yeah. Where people talk about oh, it's it goes back to the tribes in Kenya, and you know there's obviously bollocks that's basically a eugenics theory um but it still gets said it gets like it gets said by like quite uh, quote unquote serious people talk about this thing that has been like, like proven false many many times it makes no fucking sense anyway um but it's just like yeah there is like this sort of racist tendency to feel the need to explain so yeah so you're saying like someone like al green is like it's like a gift rather than something he oh, like like fucking natural worked gift. on and understood his entire life. I think, Chris, I think there's a very salient point that may feel a bit out of uh, place in this podcast,
1: largely about cum, but I'm glad you made it. <laughs> Thanks very much. I honestly uh, can't remember how we got to that. Cause I was just talking about Barry Gordy and then just the cum <laughs> came out.
0: Well, just about his voice, like uh, oh, Al yeah, Green's yeah. voice. I mean, it is amazing. It is like, uh, and it can be easy. Yeah,
1: He's an amazing singer, you know.
0: Yeah, it can it can be easy, almost. I think to not fully appreciate how amazing it is because it sounds so good. It's like it's hard to really quantify exactly what he's doing with his voice because, mm. like, it's that sort of thing where people say, "Oh, they make it look easy," you know, because it it, it sounds so naturally good with the music behind it that it almost. Mm-hmm. you you can't really recognise how good it is. If you want to read a crazy
1: racist review, (laughs) check out... um, And boy, do I! Check out the original Rolling Stone review, call me, from 1973, which they have somehow not taken down.
0: You've sent me this, yeah. It's
1: by a guy called John Landau, who later became a collaborator with Bruce Springsteen, where he reviewed a Bruce Springsteen record and said it was one of the best things he'd ever heard and then bruce springsteen read this started jacking off to the thought of it got john landau to come and work with him on a couple of albums which i guess is the dream of these fucking blub writing freaks that absolutely you frustrated musicians band. Yeah. yeah yeah imagine if like you got a, a review off of a katie copstick and then you contacted copstick and went hey do you wanna, come down do you to the a club act yeah <laughs> Big time. Anyway, uh She's I, I been found, racist as well. Talk to Roscoe about that one, <laughs> Tommy. <not me>. Um <laughs> I've never been reviewed by her, so I'm still waiting to burn that bridge when she gives me a two and a half star for some incredible show I did. Uh another crazy YouTube comment I heard was um I found it like, I sent this to you as well. It's the it's the YouTube video for UB 40s cover of Call Me. Can I'll I
0: just can I just say uh-huh. you sent this to me at I think quarter past three last night and said, Good night, brother, with no context. So I didn't click on it because I didn't want to listen to you before you at that time. I was ready to go to bed. So I didn't, I did I haven't heard it and I haven't made the comments.
1: <laughs> listen, that's the price you pay for knowing me, all right? Overall, knowing me is good, but yeah. you have to put up with a couple of. Three o'clock in the morning, UB40 videos getting You hard. up,
0: question mark? Here's some UB40.
1: <laughs> have you ever listened to UB40 deliberately?
0: Um, I I feel like I have. I feel like this, I have a story to do with uh, my lady wife uh, regarding UB40, but I can't remember it, so we'll tune in for that next week, and I'll chase
1: that up. Okay, white English. I know veggie. who, who UB40 yeah. are, yeah. A white English reggae band, um, and they've covered an Al Green song. And one guy said, uh, This is nearly as good as the Al Green cover. <laughs> right. That isn't the unhinged comment. The unhinged comment is the response. A guy called H, not sure if it's the guy for Steps, H, nine months ago, said, UB40's version is much, much better. It's what made them so brilliant and unique that they could take anybody's music and make it not so much their own, but make it better. The young generation just don't get it. It's like, what you talking about, young generation? Is you 90- UB40
0: fans like yourself? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like me. <laughs> <laughs> A guy called Kudzai Nadala said, I first heard this song, talking about UB40's cover at Al Green, I first heard this song sitting in the back of my dad's Toyota Crescida back in, in 1989. This song is my all-time favourite childhood memory. Back in the day, when we had pen pals, when milk was delivered to your doorstep, <laughs> when kids jumped rope in the street and on hot days cooled down with their hosepipe before taking a ride on a BMX bikes round the block. Yes! Those were the days. You can still do all those things, mate. All of those things still happen. You can do Literally them Literally every single one of them. You just
0: can't do them with kids. Yeah,
1: you are a paedophile, could say, Nadala.
0: Sitting on the back of my dad's Toyota, Toyota Watching
1: Why? the kids <laughs> Why are you saying it's Red?
0: <laughs> because he said sitting on the back in there and it made me think Oh, of
1: okay, okay, okay Almost makes sense
0: Yeah, yeah, it does make sense a bit
1: I found this, it's not really an on his YouTube comment It's more of a heartwarming Reddit post You want okay, good, good reddit <laughs> Good reddit post over here A guy called Tiger Claw Eight years ago, although I checked, he's still very uh, uh, active in the on Red Reddit Dick community. On the Reddit community. Sorry, my own fucking joke, I'm fucking up. Right. Hmm? Tiger Claw from Kenwood said this. He said, For me, and he's talking about Call Me by Al Green. He said, For me, this album has a story. Six years ago, just as the Great Recession started, I got a job in a warehouse where I was supposed to be dealing with customer service. Instead, they had me do shipping, receiving, so I would get to know the business. (laughs) After my first paycheck, I got myself an iPod Classic as a reward for securing a new job. Well, as it turns out, I never got to do customer service. For a solid month, I was doing shipping, receiving, and since I knew nothing about that line of work, nor was I physically fit enough to deal with large containers eight hours a day, I'd been a desk jockey for my whole professional life, I sucked. The warehouse fired me. Instantly, I became desperate for money and that iPod Classic looked to be a terrible mistake. (laughs) My girlfriend, however, insisted that I not sell the iPod Classic and she fronted me $200 to help me survive the next month. Thankfully, I secured temp work in a jiffy at a government agency where I had to hunt down files. An MP3 player was a requirement for anyone to get through the day. I loaded up my iPod with several albums from the 70s and 80s, one of them was Al Green's Call Me. And it was like salve for my soul. I didn't know if I could secure money the next month, but at least in that moment, everything was okay. For two months, Al Green kept me motivated. Even though I was in a state of flux, I still had my girlfriend, I still had Shelter, and I still had that iPod Classic. Wish I could tell you that things immediately got better afterwards, but I'd be lying. A few professional opportunities got dashed. my dire straits got more dire, And eventually, I got so badly injured, I had to apply for disability. 2008 was the worst year of my life. But you know what? Things did get better. I got a killer job that I've been at for five plus years, bought a home, married my girlfriend, and had a daughter. I can't wait to hear Al Green on vinyl for the first time. It still gives me that little bit of optimism. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is what music's all about, man. <laughs> now he's enjoying an album. <laughs> 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 Uh, That's enjoying an album Bring him to the next
0: live show (laughs) Let's crowdfund his plane tickets And let's present him with a brand new Linkin Park themed iPod classic
1: Yes, yes please Wow,
0: well God bless him, that is nice Uh, I I, I hope that the laughing Was not um, Is not misconstrued as laughing at this poor man's Unfortunate series of (laughs) events
1: Series of an (laughs) event. Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate Avicii (laughs) Alright bro.
0: Have <laughs> dead.
1: Oh. Actually kind of fucked up you'd bring. That up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: Well that's listen, music gives people comfort and uh, yeah. and and so that, that for that reason some albums have a very special place in. They do evoke things. You know, someone says now, oh fuck, that was the album that I listened to this summer be that for a good reason or sometimes a bad reason. And um, Did you have any like, songs
1: that got you through August? Very stressful month. Do you have any songs that were like your rock?
0: Well, no, because I was listening to what we had to listen to for the podcast. <laughs> listening to Lincoln Park. It's, just, it's totally, this podcast has totally destroyed my music listening for recreation ability. Now it's all yeah. work. I have, I have monetized work, for fun. no money um, <laughs> every single enjoyable thing in my life.
1: Video games, you Twitch ruined them. Music, you've podcasted them, laughter—that's genuinely your hustle. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're
1: like Al Green in the bordello as a teenager, putting his ass, and mm-hmm. that's it, really. <laughs>
0: um, so this album, um, <laughs> so it—it—it's it people speak about this as if it's his best, like his his this is magnum opus, right? That's what people say, yeah. But there are higher albums than this by him on the
1: list. There's another one. We've already had The Greatest Hits and he's got another one really far. I don't yeah. know what that's called.
0: Um, I, th- Listen, I've been getting into country recently and I couldn't <laughs> help but notice that uh, there's a couple country songs on here.
1: There is two country songs. You've got I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry by Hank Williams, who will appear on the list. Didn't, Number actually, 100- write that,
0: didn't actually write that song, though.
1: What? He didn't write that song. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Why does it say Williams on the fucking liner notes? Um. Wait a minute, I'll go get my limited, or well not a limited edition, original press 10-inch LP of Hank Williams.
0: For many years, Hank Williams was a, the assumed writer of the song. In 2012, a new narrative appeared crediting the song to 19-year-old Kentuckian Paul Gilley. Gilly sold Williams several of his songs outright, taking a one-time payment so that Williams could claim the song as his own.
1: I'm looking at my original version, my 10-inch LP. Did you hear what I just said? No, I was looking, looking for my record. <laughs> what did you say?
0: Okay. <laughs> for many years, Hank Williams was assumed the writer of the song. In 2012, a new narrative appeared, crediting the song to 19-year-old Kentuckian Paul Gilly. Gilly sold... Wait, if
1: he's 19, how did he write a song in 1952? What? If he's 19 in 2012, how did he write a song in the 50s? <laughs> oh, I
0: see. <laughs> <laughs> Creating so, uh, Gilly sold William several of his songs outright, taking a one-time payment so that William could claim the song as his own. So he didn't
1: actually write it. Right, but he might as well have. Legally, Hank Williams wrote it, all right? That's okay. In the same way that when Lennon didn't write a song in the Beatles, it was still Lennon and McCartney but we're talking about Williams and whoever this little lion freak is.
0: Um, It's a beautiful song. It's it's seen as an all-time American classic, the Hank Williams version. Um, Bob Dylan said of this song, even at a young age, I identified with him. I didn't have to experience anything that Hank did to know what he was singing about. I'd never heard a robin weep, but could imagine it, and it made me sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, robins don't weep. But you can imagine it and it does make you sad because you think, well, are you going to be worried about you're just a little bird.
0: Robins don't even weep when only one person turns up to their friend's show. <laughs> <laughs> they just do it. They, they go on stage and they get the job done.
1: <coughs> we can't bring up Katie Copstick twice in one podcast. Just... <laughs> right? That's one
0: for the real heads, okay? That's one for, that's
1: one for well. Eh... Uh, <laughs> What was I going to say? Aye. So this song, I first heard the I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry because I was reading Billy Con- one of Billy Connolly's books. Do you know how Billy Connolly's put out like four books in the last four years? Like,
0: Yeah, is this part of the like Scottish education curriculum? Do, do you all have to take Billy Connolly's books home?
1: <laughs> no. It's just something you fucking find. You find yourself in Birmingham, you're homesick. You get your homesick uh, blues. And you 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 look up your uh, your Billy Connolly book and the Waterstones at the Bull Ring, uh, in my experience, and um and he said the first record they ever bought, first kind of folk record they ever bought, a little seven inch copy of Hank Williams solo, so I could cry. And he went home and it changed his life. And I thought, oh, I'm going to listen to this. And uh, it was it's a stunning, the original Hank Williams version, which I think might be in the playlist. Um, absolutely stunning. You know, uh, so I I had a kind of lonely thing happen to me when my girlfriend went back to Australia, and I was living by myself for the first time in a long time. Mm. And uh, Great. I I just sat in my 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 house playing uh, so lonesome I could cry. Do you want to hear my Do you hear my version? Yes, please. <laughs> Hear the lonesome whooper will, he sounds too blue to cry. The moon, oh fuck, the moon just went behind a cloud. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Should I do that again and not fuck it up this time? No, that was, be? no, I like it, you
0: know, that's, it, um. Yeah. That was a cool version. Th- thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah. I'd done one before <laughs> the podcast started for Liam, and it was way better. And he was genuinely shocked how good it was.
0: Um, I'm so lonesome I could cry. I do just think, just let yourself cry, man. Come on. This is a song about toxic max- masculinity. It's him saying, I'm so lonely, I want to cry. But I can't cry because I'm a fucking man.
1: I'm showing you a picture of the guy. He look like S- a cryer to you.
0: He's smiling looks like a happy guy he looks like hey listen grab a beard on that guy he looks like he's be standing in the front row of mono at uh, the RCA club (laughs) in Lisbon
1: (laughs) (laughs) moaning the blues that's what the the fucking album's called he's uh, but that was it back then you could talk about you could sing that's the great thing about music is that you can say things you would never say with your speaking voice but you start playing guitar underneath it and you can talk about see the bit where he goes like me, he's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Listen, brother. They get
0: you in the feelies?
1: Been there myself. Mm. Have you ever seen the night so slowly crawling by? Can't say I have, but <laughs> I'm sure it's shite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you, so what do you make of Al Green's version of it?
1: No, I mean, here's the thing. And we found this out the last time we covered Al Green. I love Al Green. Mm. I think he's... A, I know he threw that woman through... A window door. The window door. No, a glass door, not a window. And I know that he drove a woman to commit suicide by not marrying her. And she threw grits on his head. You know, he's been a bad bastard. He, but found, he's, God. he found God and changed, though. I don't give a fuck. God, doesn't exist. Right, so... He's found peace. And that's cool. He's an amazing musician. This is one of my favourite songs by one of my favourite soul singers. There's nothing for me. You know? Really? So the the good bit for me and the Hank Williams version and some of the other versions is... <coughs> Pardon me. they just goes, I'm so lonesome I could cry. But in this version, he's always like, So lonesome. Ah. I... Oh, baby, I'm so crying. It's like, stop vamping on the fucking chorus essentially you know mm. the refrain if you want to call it that stop fucking about with the phrasing you know yeah. he keeps doing these little ephemeral variations and you're like just say it just say it bro It sounds too horny it's not a horny song it's just sad
0: yeah it is that uh the whole album sort of jumps between sad and horny which is i mean all, what is horniness if not sadness
1: persisting <laughs> Yeah, good point. I forgot you were such a one division head. Um, uh, I here's, like- here's a here's a yeah. i you an idea for a new segment. Mm-hmm. Is this emo?
0: Very interesting. Very interesting.
1: <laughs> is this um, an emo record? Um, I would say yes.
0: Well, well, it, uh, the thing is, is that uh, um, I I actually think that emo isn't actually about. <laughs> universal angst is it it's a very specific sort of young horny but i think this is more universal i'm so lonesome i could cry like come on you like you can imagine a a a a widow
1: connecting with this song (laughs) you don't think a widow would connect with sugar we're going down swinging (laughs) (laughs) come on he's not going downtown anywhere not with his hip we're going down, down in an early round. Uh, I would say... <laughs> Al Green, Call Me. That's an emo masterclass. This is one of the most emo records I've ever fucking listened to. You don't
0: to. think that, come on. It's not, this having, not this. It's emotional, but come on. As a genre, come on. Call me. Any other tracks you liked?
1: You'll oh, love- by the way, uh, Will- Willie Nelson. So I forgot to finish that thought, but I did write this down, so I'm going to Love when it. you
0: ask me a question and then... Oh, yeah, sure.
1: And I forgot what the question was. But uh, Hank Williams, he's got his 40 greatest hits. That's going to be 132 on the list. And Willie Nelson, who wrote Funny How Time Slips Away, uh, that's going to be a red-headed stranger album, number 237. So they're both coming up on the list. Cannot wait for them. I've been getting right any country recently.
0: we got Willie Nelson on the playlist as well already, I'm pretty sure. Do we really? One of his covers of, uh, of of someone that we've spoken about, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. that's nice. You you'd probably... Know that if you ever listen to the playlist.
1: I listen to the playlist all the time.
0: Uh, I love the song, Your Love is the Morning Sun. And one thing that I like about it is that in this song, during a Mm -hmm. little musical interlude, he sort of calls back to some other classic Al Green songs. So, like, uh, there's uh, a bit of a slow jam happening. And he's like, I'm still in love with you. He sort of just says the names of his old songs. Yeah, James
1: Brown did that on his record, didn't
0: he? I'm tired of being alone. It's like reminding people... This is a song I did that you liked. I'd like to do that.
1: You probably don't like this one, but that's fine.
0: During my next friend Show, I'm just going to not do old jokes, but I'm going to do the names of my old bits.
1: I like callbacks to previous work, you know. Los Camposinos do that. Every song, they have a song. Every album, they have a song. Every where... song, they have a song. Every album, they have a song. Every, every album, they have a song. With, <laughs> with a character. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, these guys are groundbreaking. Song.
0: Every song is a song, and every album has a song, and that song is a song.
1: The thing I love about this uh, movie is that <laughs> it feels like a movie. All right, Harry Styles you fucking
0: No, I'm, I like Harry at the moment. I don't like the way people are snobbishly referring to that clip. He doesn't know about films. It's obvious what he's trying to say, and don't pretend otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm back. I'm a Harry Stan. We should do Harry's house. I listened Enjoying to what is one of the tracks on it, the the, the current single, and it, he's continuing his Mr. Bendness, taking it to new <laughs> dimensions with a straight up
1: MGMT rip. Yeah, sled. Respect for that. Respect for that. We need to listen to that Harry's house record. I think we'd have a good time. That was one of our most listened to episodes. I think, wasn't it?
0: People love Harry Styles, and and the way that people are t- talking about him being a big big dummy for not using the correct film knowledge.
1: I think it's fair enough to attack him for being fake gay. Sure. <laughs> is that what we decided? That's cancelable. That yes. he's doing that, yes it is. <laughs> it is fucked up how he's pretending to be gay. I'd like to take a moment right now cuz he's wearing ap- loose trousers.
0: Come a- on. Apologize to the uh enjoy an album heads for the complete fucking mess that this episode has been from start to finish this is what happens we've had 20 minute deviations about nothing i'm it's hoping it's a flawed
1: concept it's a flawed this podcast is a flawed concept <laughs> we're going to have to talk about the rolling stones five times we're going to have to talk about Kanye West five times and we're going to have to talk about al green three times we're going to have to talk about lucinda williams three times two or twice i mean we've already fucking spoke about her briefly once so at the end of the day you know you've signed up for this <laughs> You and me, and the listener, you've signed up by clicking play. You've you've entered into a contract with us. Fucking shut up. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Any other songs you liked on this album? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Funny How Time Slips Away. I really enjoyed that, and I recognised it. And I looked it up. Funny How Time Slips Away by El Green plays in episode 20, season 4... <laughs> Of the X Files. Whoa! It's the song playing as fake Mulder attempts to seduce Scully. This is one of many episodes where this happens. Someone impersonates uh, Mulder. It's a. It's uh, uh, when I read that I thought, oh, it's the episode where uh, Mulder swaps bodies with the guy who's in Better Call Saul as his brother, who's in Spinal Tap, Michael McDonald. Is that his name? Michael McLean or something? <coughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it's not it's the episode where all these babies are being born with tails in this town so Mulder, Mulder and Scully go and investigate right and uh, he finds out oh that it's not like some kind of weird tail making chemicals in the water or something it's the fact that one guy is the father to all these babies and he finds this guy's fucking dad's body in an attic and the medical records and it turned out this guy had a second layer of skin underneath his flesh that he could manipulate to look like anybody. So this guy the reason all these kids are being born with tails is this guy with a tail and you know transformative flesh powers. He's a morph he's a shifter, he's a shapeshifter, and he's sh- fucking all these women pretending to be their partners. So it's pretty crazy. This is the song that's playing when... Uh, <laughs> The guy tries to do that. Do you like The X-Files? I've
0: never watched an episode. Have you not? No.
1: You would dig it the most. You you it. It's like uh, Twin Peaks, but without all the interesting stuff.
0: Oh, it sounds great.
1: <laughs> if you just like two, two guys showing up, it's kind of heavily influenced by Twin Peaks, and it com- comes across the first couple of series. Then it gets bogged down in the mythology of the show, but every all the Monster of the Week episodes are pretty clever. Um, So, did you enjoy an album? (laughs) Not yet. Actually, yeah, go for it. Did I enjoy an album? Yeah, I loved it. Um, Obviously, it's been a weird week. We don't have anything to say about Al Green. You've been in Lisbon. Um, I've had a throat, a chest infection the last couple of days, which is why I'm coughing so much during this. Um, The Queen has died, and I'll be honest, uh, I'm still not not over Shinzo, you know. I'm still i still Abbey Pilt, To be honest with you, that's so. becoming increasingly
0: clear. Um,
1: yeah, it's a. <coughs> Sorry, what you say?
0: It's a. It's a good album. I wish this had been the first Al Green album on the list. Um, yeah. and given us more to sort of discuss. Um, it is interesting. I like that there's a couple country ballads and a couple A. G. originals. Um the uh the, the 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 music's great. It's uh it's smooth soul baby with a with a lot of heart. Packs a bit of punch. Uh, here I
1: am baby come and take me. I mean it's great.
0: Yeah. Um here that's probably the best song on on the, the record here I am come and take
1: me and the title track is pretty sick. Come me. The last me. track kind of sucks. Where he's like, Jesus is waiting. And it's like, bro, you'll have enough time for talking about Jesus. I think it's a good end. When you become a pastor. All right, He didn't know that at the time. He didn't know he would become a pastor. Probably.
0: I think it's a good ending track, Jesus is Waiting. I think it's a good um, way to wrap things up. Um, stand up as well is could be seen as a little precursor to uh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye.
1: Could be seen uh, as a precursor to his uh, stand-up comedy career. Yeah. Uh, we all remember yeah. when Al Green won the Pedier.
0: It's Al Green live at the Rotunda Comedy Club. <laughs> great What's that great music lost like the bootleg thing? there of uh yeah. Al Green doing jokes about Greg sausage rolls to a uh, baying Glasgow crowd.
1: I'll tell you what, see when I was watching uh he kinda does a wee funny thing when I was watching him be a, a pastor where he's going and we know that our bodies are 90 percent water and we know for a fact that jesus could turn water into wine we know jesus could turn us into wine if he wanted to and i was laughing man that was quite a funny we bit He was i think he was being serious <laughs> but uh I, oh imagine like I mean, that sounds fucking... like
0: it'd be on a sort of uh like divorced 50 year old woman's fridge magnet do you know what i mean
1: how would you feel as somebody in recovery if Jesus turned you in, in 90% weight <laughs> on the spot?
0: It's fucked up, man, but I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> going to feel terrible in the morning, but right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ever had one of the hangovers where Jesus has turned you in weight? <laughs> <laughs> no. No one's. Okay, ever every week we. Uh, hey, did you enjoy an
0: album? Uh, I did. Y- Yeah, I did. I I, I listened to it um, whilst uh, travelling in an aeroplane after I listened to Godspeed You Black Emperor um, to um, drown out the screaming toddler um, who was uh, playing very loudly in front of me on my Ryanair flight. Mm. And uh, and the combination of my noise cancelling headphones, smooth soul, Al Green, call me, um, buckling under the weight of this... (laughs) Young girls uh, loud playing made for quite an interesting experience, uh, one that I would not recommend. Um, I however, thought
1: these, I thought you recommended these noise cancelling headphones to me, or oh, they're great, weather well, they on the train, do he hear anything. Yeah, I could
0: not hear the plane taking off. I could, however, hear the screech of this mm. four year old uh, begging Ugh. her mother to play with her. So that's, that's how powerful they are. Um, a plane taking off is uh, a noise that can be handled. But um, an unhappy <laughs> four-year-old cannot. Um, however, that experience was not completely ruined. I still enjoyed listening to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to it probably a, a lot. Actually, it's a very album. Very, it's a very album.
1: Mm. I think it's, it's one of those albums where you listen to it and you think, "This is an album." This is a very album. To quote Harry Styles, yeah, <laughs> and
0: uh, every week. We add two songs each to the ever-expanding Enjoy an Album companion playlist. That's right. Um, you can access this playlist by going to enjoyplayli.st.
1: You can access the playlist. The Spotify one is updated more regularly than the Apple Music one. The Apple Music is a fan-ran. Uh, it's fan-ran. So it's
0: fan ran by fan dan
1: (coughs) sorry I'm fucking dying here Uh, it's a fan ran playlist but you can access it and also the spotify one which Liam updates every week Uh, playlad.st no enjoy a playlad.st is the website you can access to access the playlists
0: I feel like I did just say that (laughs) Um, but thanks for saying it in a more long winded way and coughing in between Alright, shut up. So, um, which songs? We're going to add one uh, from the album and one inspired by our chat or maybe the week's events. What is your... um... You're not going to put The Queen is Dead by The Smiths on, are you? No. Please. You think me that disrespectful?
1: You think me such a knave? (laughs) (laughs) You think me such a knave to besmirch the honour of my people? Uh, I'm going to stick on... Uh... <laughs> you would think I would stick on... Um... Yeah, just I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. Yeah. I'm actually going to stick on Here I Am, Come and Take Me. Okay, Which right. I really, really dug. It kind of starts off kind of like... It's, it's just very kind of tonally... Uh, it's all the horny emotions. It is an emo track. It's all the horny emotions. It's anger, kind of very... Poorly hidden rage. It's great. Really dug it. Here great. I am, baby. Da, 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 da. I'm gonna stick on the title track, Call Me. Call me. Call me. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what What you're gonna stick on as your every week we add a track on to the playlists that is not from the records, inspired by A little bit the off pace this
0: week. Inspired by the week's events. No. I'm gonna put on a song. By uh, it's in in honor of our new fearless leader and king, I'm gonna put a song on by King Charles. <laughs> you know King Charles,
1: the breed of dog. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's not a... <laughs> a King Charles Cavalier. Yeah, <laughs> barking the national anthem.
1: I think it'd be great if we had a little bit less King Charles Cavalier and a little bit more King Charles deliberate effort. If you know what I'm saying.
0: Uh, King Charles uh, Pop star And he has a great song called Never let a woman go (laughs) Never let a woman go Even if you know She can always be replaced She can always be replaced So creepy Mm. Um, It's a great song uh, It's a cool guy And this (sighs) is a funny reason to put it on So that's why it's there What's your song choice?
1: Uh, I'm going to stick on a little trick So You ought to be with me of this album Mm -hmm. was sampled by the Wu-Tang clan artist Ghostface Killer on his song 260 from his debut album Iron Man. You are not allowed to put on tracks on the playlist from albums that are going to be on the list, correct? I think that's a vague
0: vague rule, yeah.
1: Yeah. Supreme clientele by Ghostface is 403 on the list. That's going to be coming up in about 30 weeks uh, but Iron Man isn't on the list and the song absolutely bangs 206 by Ghostface Killer featuring Raekwon it's one of the first Wu-Tang solo records and that song absolutely slaps it's like E-Honda the amount of slaps it has Um,
0: you know what considering this episode has been what it is I don't even care that that makes no sense but okay how? No, one of the
1: tracks on this album was sampled on this song
0: well, you said a different album.
1: No, 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 no. I was just saying he will be on the list. This is... That, one of the tracks on this song is sampled on okay. the track that I put on it. Okay, that's fine. I can see why you're confused because you're stupid, but... um, <laughs> I can see why you're confused. But don't worry about it. It was a good choice.
0: Who are we listening to next week?
1: Next week, spoiled by my very self. Don't think me a knave, but it was uh, Lucinda Williams next week. 1988, her third record self-titled called lucinda williams i cannot wait to enjoy that album i cannot wait to have enjoyed this album i don't have to wait we've done it
0: fantastic um have a great week and god save the king
1: god save the king